0: Welcome to Tis Talk. Welcome to Tis Talk. This is a podcast coming from
1: Tisbury Wiltshire and surrounding villages. I'm Julianne Murphy. And I'm Mary
2: Myers. It's the week beginning Monday the 26th of February. Hi Julianne. Hi Mary. Um,
1: Look, I hear we had some nice response on the Robert Barnes interview that we put out Two weeks ago, I think, because we've had a bit of a break in between. Uh, But that lovely
2: piece on him reflecting on growing up in Tisbury. Yes, well, it was Flisty Corp. She really liked it. She said, I've just heard Robert Barnes and it did jog my memory as he and my brother were great friends and played or rather got their caps for most of the sports teams at Shaftesbury Grammar School. We, that's John and I, often had tea at Mill Farm and helped gather in the eggs and eat wonderful cream and jam scones. Being a child in the 50s with rationing still around, that really was a treat. That's really nice, isn't
1: it? Yeah, isn't it? Lovely. Feels like a a different
2: time. Different world. A different world, doesn't it?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So Mary, what have we got on the show this week? Okay, so we start with Judith Kendra who has had a very interesting career in publishing. And I ask her all about the interesting people she's met, including Mother Teresa. Oh, she was amazing. Um, Very bent over, very deeply lined face. Yeah, some well-known names coming up very shortly. Good. Then... And then you were
1: down talking to Pete Shellcross today, I think.
2: Yeah, that's right. I was talking to him on Zoom, and he was telling me about the National Farmers Union... Conference that he's just been to in Birmingham. All right, so hot off the press.
0: Yes. Well, we're very lucky because we had uh, Rushi Sunak um, giving the, the keynote address.
2: And we finished with loud points from the What's Ons. Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com. Our first guest this week is Judith Kendra, who's had an interesting life in publishing. I caught up with her in her home by St John's Church. Judith, thank you very much for coming on Talk. How would you describe your career? Well, I worked for Penguin Random House for probably about 20 years, um, and I loved it. It was really interesting because I met so many fascinating people from all over the world and I love that international side of it. The job was as a commissioning editor and a commissioning editor is hired to find books and authors and they need to what we used to call fit the market so they need to be books that people want to read and you're buying them about 18 months to two years ahead of time Mm. so you have to try and work out what people will be wanting to read in a couple of years time rather than right now I was initially working on fiction and various things like that and then I managed to get this job which was publishing books of a esoteric nature so. esoteric books yes so right. that means things like philosophy um buddhism books about the other so books by people who had gone to the east and brought back the ideas about buddhism in particular mm. but also how to live i suppose people like um uspensky uh Gurdjieff, um alan watts Mm. Um, Christmas Humphreys, who was an English judge who had learnt about Eastern philosophy. Mm. So I think you met a number of rather interesting and well-known people, including Mother Teresa, is that right? Well, Mother Teresa was a very famous nun at that time who lived in Calcutta and was well-known for looking after the destitute, Mm. the very poor A filmmaker came to us at the company and said he had made a contract with Mother Teresa to produce a film with her and a book. And were we interested in doing the book? So, absolutely, yes, because she was Mm. very famous at the time. Mm. So I had to find an an author and eventually I found somebody in Canada who I thought could write the book. Mm. She flew over to Calcutta, I flew over to Calcutta and so did the film crew, which was led by a man who happens to live in Gutch Common. No, <laughs> And so there we were, we all went to see Mother Teresa, but some of her elderly nuns around her said, uh, what's going on? Mm. You, This can't happen. You um, can't meet her? You can't. Well, she, she, she cannot be used to make a film mm. and a book. She's mm. too elderly. Mm. She was a very old lady by that stage. So did she talk to you at all? A little bit, but not nearly enough. But you had to sort of make a book out of this and a film. Huge pressure all round, particularly on the book, because we'd already sold the rights to an American company before we'd even gone to Calcutta. Was she nice? What was she like? Oh, she was amazing. Um, Very bent over, very deeply lined face, very humble, Mm. um, very quietly spoken. Mm. Uh, Did you feel you were in the presence of something very spiritual, very deep? Yes. I mean, she was later in, uh, I think it was about 2016, she was made a saint. So we were aware that she was very well considered by the Catholic Church. And mm -hmm. she, she did have an aura of quiet. Quite determination, actually, Mm. Mm, I bet. It was interesting. There was Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who was a wonderful man. And you met him? Met him many times. Really? Um, Once in... uh, When he came over to publicise one of his books, we were asked if we'd want to go to a communion service in his hotel room. (laughs) In London? In London. Just remind listeners who Desmond Tutu was. Well, he was an archbishop who was very famous during the apartheid years. In he South Africa. In South Africa. He was on the side of particularly the poor blacks in the townships mm. there. And he was a very brave man. He won mm. the Nobel Peace Prize. And it was in that way that we published him as a great advocate of peace. Yes, one day, I was just tidying some books at home, and I came across a tiny little dog eared paperback I hadn't noticed for years. And it was called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, who had been a psychiatrist in uh, Auschwitz during the Second World War, mm-hmm. in prison in Auschwitz, one of the concentration camps. And I thought, oh, this looks interesting. I, I wonder if it's in print. So the next morning I went into the office and I made a few phone calls and it turned out it was out of print, so it wasn't available. It had been originally published in 1946. So I bought the rights for very little money because nobody knew really what it was. Mm. Um, Our cover designer, who actually happens to have moved to Tisbury, he was a wonderful, wonderful cover designer. He put a fantastic cover on it. And it went on to sell hundreds and hundreds of thousands of copies. Mm. It was pure chance. Mm, great. So um, now, Judith, we talk more about Tisbury and a few fun questions about you. But just say, when when did you come to Tisbury and why? I came in 2020, um, partly because I've got a lot of relatives who live around here. And you fell in love with Tisbury? I did. I did. Right. I love it. Mm. it just... A few little fun things. What, what gets you out of bed in the morning, Judith? Um, a sheer guilt because I feel terrible every morning. I've always felt ill first thing in the morning. And <laughs> so you have <laughs> to, to force, force myself a... out oh, of bed. Yeah, I know you've got mm. a bad back. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. What would you say is your favourite view in this area? I love the view up above the bench, uh, above the station. As you walk across towards Tisbury Row... looking south towards, towards Win Green, towards Wind Green. Mm. right. What do you most like about Tisbury? I love the sense of community about it, which is unusual when you've lived in London. You, there isn't much sense of community, and it's wonderful here. Mm. Any dislikes? The goldfinches don't come to the bird feeders in the garden. What disc would you take to a desert island? Maybe a, a Mozart flute concerto. Uh, not many people know this about Tisbury, but I think I'd say that the, there's a new window being set into the east end of St John's Church in in Tisbury, opposite where I live, in fact. And that's going to happen. And that's going to happen, and it'll be a wonderful, new thing for a very much loved old friend, no doubt. Now, very silly questions: quick fire, dogs or cats, cats. Tea or coffee? Oh tea. Beer or wine? Definitely wine. Football or rugby? Neither. <laughs> Radios one, two or three for music? Uh three. Great, thank you very much, Judith. And that was an extract from Mozart's Flute Concerto number one in G major played by James Galway on the flute and the Lucerne Festival Strings. And that was for Judith Kendra. Follow us on Instagram at TisTalkRadio. So today I'm with Peter Shellcross again, and he's just come back from the National Farmers Union Conference in Birmingham. And now, Peter, as I understand it, your deputy chair of the wiltshire county nfu and you're representative of the environmental forum of farmers
0: um it was two days of of talks and debate and they and because it's a national organization they do get top people in so uh, in my mind, the best conference speaker was chair of the Environment Agency, who's called Alan Lovell. And you know, with flooding, particularly flooding and pollution, uh, on people's minds, it's a very important position. And he came across extremely well as a new broom, very tough on farmers as well, because farmers are some of the worst polluters. And so he didn't he didn't mince his words about that either. I think what gives him the edge is that there is a lot more money for the Environment Agency, so it's actually going back to the funding that he did enjoy five or six years ago. So there's going to be far more inspectors inspecting farmers, and and also there's far more investment in the sewage system, which he, he talked about as well, five times the amount. He seemed capable of making a difference anyway.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because in a way you're betwixt and between, aren't you, Peter? Because you're an environmentalist and you're a farmer. Was there a bit of a conflict at the um, conference between environmentalists and
0: farmers? In a way, there was, because he was on the environmentalist uh, angle and all the farmers in the room were on the other side. And probably, to be fair, the worst polluters weren't in the room, I imagine. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of farmers polluting, um, and and we all pollute in in some respect, but um, a lot of it's investment, a lot of it's circumstances, but Mm -hmm. some of it is just bad practice, to be sure.
2: Right. Uh, What can you say about the... Why the politicians engaged or didn't engage in the conference this year?
0: Well, we're very lucky because we had uh, Rushi Sunak um, giving the, the keynote address. And it's the first time since Gordon Brown was addressed the conference that there has been a prime minister. And of course, the connecting factor between 2008 and, and now is they actually need our votes on the face of it his his speech was quite good but it, it didn't really come across very well and there was a hustings later on so we had the uh the minister of agriculture uh, mark spencer we had the uh the shadow agricultural minister from labor and tim farron for the liberal democrats and that was very illuminating the labor shadow minister came across very well he's very re- very well informed and more so the uh, Tim Tim Farron he was extremely well informed the conference liked him a lot from what he said and Mark Spencer didn't he he didn't come across very well at all and maybe that's because he's in in a position of power already and he's got right. to do these things mm. this is much more difficult
2: of course yes doing it is far more difficult than saying it and you were saying that the Welsh farmers are revolting
0: <laughs> they certainly are so the NFU consists of the Welsh and the English farmers, and the deputy and the president of the Welsh farmers were there, and their their situation is quite similar to what's happening in Europe. The tractors are on the streets blocking roads. So the, the position in Wales is that they're they've, they're facing a budget cut, um, of their support payments of ten percent, and they're changing over to an environmental system which, um, doesn't suit them all. So mm. they they've got to give up potentially 20% of their land for nature and the compensation isn't very good.
2: Right. Um,
0: So they're not a happy bunch at all.
2: What about this whole thing of importing food from abroad? Are are farmers worried about that? Angry even?
0: Very angry about the trade agreements, yes. They were, it seemed to all the farmers um, that they'd just given away all rights, really, just pre-trade without the fairness. So no no quotas or anything just bring just letting new zealand lamb uh come into this country uh, australian lamb with with hardly any restrictions and beef as well mm. the canadian deal um i think is, hasn't gone through because the government did stick to their their guns and they wouldn't let the canadians uh, export their their beef which has been treated with hormones and that's mm-hmm. a red line for the government it's, it's it's not allowed in Europe, and it would cause a lot of problems if it was allowed in here.
2: You did mention flooding, and it's obviously been a, a local issue um, just the last week or so in Tisbury and in the surrounding villages. Was your farm adversely affected?
0: Um, no, we've been quite lucky here. The the, the meadows are flooded, and they flooded more often than normal.
2: Let's hope that it doesn't rain too much more.
0: Well, I think everybody would be would be glad to see a little bit of dry spell coming yeah, yeah. let's
2: hope so mm-hmm. um thank you very much
0: thank you you're listening to tis
2: talk
1: from tisbury wiltshire
2: and to end we have the Watsons with lal pointer
1: Tuesday, the Carer Cafe is at Beaton's Tea Rooms from 10.30am until 12.00 noon. This is a relaxed, friendly gathering for chats, cake and a cuppa, and a trained volunteer from Carer Support Wiltshire will be available to welcome anyone interested in popping along. In the evening, the Tisbury Flower Group is in the Hinton Hall at 7pm. Guest speaker Jude McAllen's talk, A Day in the Life of a Florist, will reflect her extensive experience in creative flower arranging, including wedding flowers. All are welcome. Also on Tuesday evening, Font Hill Park Cricket Club will be holding winter net practice at the NADA Centre. This is the second of the six sessions they are running and is from 7.30 to 9.00 p.m. The cost is £5 for adults and £2 for juniors. And as it's the last Tuesday of the month, there will be green drinks in the Boot Inn from 7pm, and all are welcome. On Wednesday, there is the Pop-Up Cafe in the Hinton Hall from 10am till 12 noon. And Tis Tots will be in the Methodist Church from 10am until 11.30am. Also on Wednesday, there is a Lent Lunch in the Methodist Church from 12 noon to 1.30pm. Lent lunches will be held every Wednesday throughout Lent and all are welcome to enjoy delicious homemade soup, bread and cheese. All donations will go to Wiltshire Air Ambulance. On Friday evening, Messams are holding a preview of their exhibition of the Earth at 7pm. The exhibition then opens on Saturday and is running through to the 29th of April. This exhibition features a group of artists inspired by clay. If you would like to attend the free preview visit the Messam's website to book a space. On Saturday the Tisbury Country Market will be in the Victoria Hall for an hour between 10am and 11am selling locally grown baked and homemade produce. Also on Saturday the new Vic will be showing The Great Escaper starring Michael Caine and Glenda Jackson. This film is based on a true story about a pensioner who absconded from his care home to attend the 70th anniversary of the D-Day landings in France. There are two showings of the film, a matinee at 2.30 to 4.30pm and an evening performance at 7.30 to 9.30pm. Tickets are £8 for adults and £5 for under-18s. And on Sunday, 7th Art Production are showing Painting the Modern Garden, Monet to Matisse, at the new Vic. This starts at 7pm and runs for 90 minutes, with doors and bar open from 6:30pm. Tickets are £10. And that's it for this week. You can contact us on tisdalkradio at gmail.com. That's all from
2: us. We've been Julianne Murphy and Mary Myers. And special thanks to contributors Keelan Pyeboss and Lal Pointer.